Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. Trust everybody slept well and uh, ready for another uh, hair-raising day. Uh, good morning, Miss Angela. Hope you're well. And uh, I do hope everybody is uh, working to put away anxiety. I know that uh, the president came out and uh, uh, declared a, a pandemic with this uh, coronavirus. I know that's what's on the forethought of everyone's minds this morning. And uh, whether, uh, you know, the reality of this becomes uh, far more treacherous than what we originally thought, or it may dissipate when it starts getting warmer weather, kind of like the flu. We, you know, at this point, a lot of people don't know. But, you know, again, we go back to God's word to be anxious for nothing for God. And then we say that's Philippians uh, 4, 6. And then we look at um, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God's not giving us a spirit of fear. So let's realize, okay, we there's no reason to panic and fear something we cannot control. All right. And, uh, uh, oh, thank you, Angela. I like my, my, old, my old Mickey Mouse here. He squeezes his hands and his legs walk. But anyway, uh, the, um, the fact of the matter is, is that um, uh, we know God's in control. And he's going to take care of us, and he's going to get us through this, all right? And uh, there's nothing outside of God's control. And whether how small or how big, whether it's this or another virus or flu-type thing to come in the future, whatever the uh, may be, just know God's got this. And you're not going to go, you're not going to die any sooner than what God's got planned. So to be able to fear, uh, well, what if I get this? And then what if I die? Hey, your days are numbered, all right? You might as well just get that wrapped around your head. Your days are numbered. That's why it's imperative. That's why I speak with urgency that if you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, you need to do that now. You need to commit yourself now. We don't know what's going to happen. I may not live through the day. I could just be walking through the house and drop dead just like that for no reason. You know, so that can happen to anybody. God knows our time on this earth, and it is short. That's why it says it is but like a vapor. So, you know, let's not sit there. You know, the devil wants to create that fear, that anxiety, and that panic. And I understand. Trust me, I, I, I'm going. I would. I'd be a liar if I said it doesn't concern me because I have a compromised immune system. I catch everything coming out there. I stay sick. I stay sick with upper respiratory stuff and all the things that makes me susceptible to this coronavirus. So don't, I ain't going to sit and say it doesn't make me a little bit anxious, but I know God's in control and he can heal me. And it could be on this side of earth or it could be on the other side uh, in heaven. One way or the other, if, if tragically I was to get this or something else, I know I'll be healed one way or the other. So a lot of people get anxious because they, they get upset because things are out of, people like it are inherent control freaks. We like things that we can control. I think that's why we see all these shells being bought out uh, because uh, people are in fear. They think they can control it by doing these things. Realize that God is in control, all right, and he is sovereign, and he will get us through this. So whatever happens, just trust in the Lord, all right, and if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, then you need to, to make that uh, decision today because our, our time is so small on this earth, and we need to take every advantage to live for Jesus Christ. That's what we're caught, uh, what, remember, the devil's the, the master of distraction, and he wants, if he can pull your folks off of God and put it on a new virus or something going on, then that's what he's going to do. We we need to just put that away, realize where that fear is coming from, focus on God who gives us our strength and helps us in this present trouble. Uh, God is there. So that's where we need to keep our focus and live for him, spread the gospel and tell us about Jesus Christ. Uh, Angela says, my workplace doesn't care. They don't honor any type of doctor's note. I've been educating people on this. I said I had pneumonia 
This is pneumonia. I had one foot in the grave with pneumonia. I'm ready to go when it's my time. Well, thank you, Angela, for that comment. I'm sorry that uh, your workplace uh, uh, is not uh, more lenient uh, in their uh, in understanding and dealing with sicknesses. And sadly, or not, some are not. Uh, they don't care if you're dragging in or whatever the circumstance is. They want you there no matter what. So we just have to get in there and do what we got to do, as bad as it is. So, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, being a pastor, they don't, uh, people, in, and for most part, uh, they may be sympathetic, but, <laughs> hey, I know you're sick, but, and then, you know, they, they, they just, uh, as just part of it, whether it's a, a pastorate or whatever job you're in, they just, you've got to pick yourself by your bootstraps and keep on keeping on. That's all we can do. But let's go ahead and look at God's Word this morning, and uh, we're going to look at Proverbs 29, verse 17. If you have your Bibles handy, please get those out and use those Bibles. So, we see in Proverbs 29, 17, Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. All right, and as me old dear Peppy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So when we look at this verse here, you know, uh, the, God's word is pretty clear, uh, particularly when it comes to discipline. You know, spare the rod, and, and uh, uh, but God's word doesn't say specifically we are to spank, and it doesn't specifically say that we are not to, but we do see that in uh, God's word that uh, to spare the rod is to spoil the child. I see nothing wrong with spanking. I think a lot more children children would benefit from it. I know uh, some see that as an act of violence, and violence begets violence, and uh, to strike a child in any way is wrong and, and detrimental to their mental health. I know Dr. Phil is not an advocate of spanking. And, uh, you know, it depends on the, the situation. I think there's nothing wrong with spanking. I think three little whacks on the backside uh, to get one's attention and never hurt anybody and hurt me and hurt a lot of people. However, if you are a parent who lacks self-control and, uh, and you are being abusive, then you need to get some help for that and get some uh, help for your child who may have experienced the wrong end of your wrath. Uh, but uh, So we have to be careful about that. But we have to be uh, pray about uh, discernment on different children on how to discipline. Some kids benefit. They learn, hey, man, I don't want to get another spank, and I ain't doing that again. But then you have those like James Dobson, come out with a book called The Strong-Willed Child. And uh, it don't matter if you beat their fanny off, they're going to look at you and be like, is that all you got? And go out and do what they want to anyway. And that, uh, so you have to readjust your parenting uh, dependent upon uh, the uh, your, your child's um, emotional and spiritual state, where they're at. And uh, so sometimes... Uh, corporal punishment is not always the answer, and uh, so we have to be uh, we have to pray for that discernment and how to be the best way to approach a strong-willed child or one that you know will respond uh, to a spanking. I think most kids, if you put them in time out, they're going to laugh at you, do what they want to anyway. But the thing of it is, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to parent per se, but uh, but biblically. And the main point that we need to make here is whether you spank or not to spank is not really the point. The, the point of the matter is, are you putting your children on the right track? Are you giving them healthy goals? Are you helping them uh, to mature spiritually, mentally, and emotionally? Are you helping them to be independent, helping them to understand between right and wrong, having respect for those in authority? And that's the main thing as a parent. We need to make sure that we're, we're teaching our children uh, independence. We're showing respect to others, which I think is uh, uh, is going the way of the dodo, sadly, that so many parents are so involved uh, in their work, in their lives, that they uh, they don't spend the time to parent like they should. You know, just yesterday, 
uh, Brandy was watching a um, Dr. Phil episode, and uh, one of the things, this child, he was, uh, I don't know, 14 or 15, really acting out bad and uh, getting into some bad, uh, you know, like with gangs and things, getting into gun shop battles and all these things. And he said, you know, all he wanted was time with his mother. She shipped him off to his father. He rejected him, shipped him back. His mother works all the time, showed very little affection. He's pretty much on his own. Kids just want to know that they're loved. They want to know that they're needed. They want to know they have a safe, secure home. They want to, you know, even when they don't want to hug, you need to make yourself hug them. If you, teenagers are hard to talk to sometimes. You know, my daughter comes in and I'm like, hey, how was your day? Fine. What'd you do? Nothing. Well, then I, I have to force her to engage. And I say, well, what did you learn today? Nothing. And I said, no, tell me that. I know there has to be a class you learned something. I said, what'd you do in English or, or what did you do in whatever it is class she's in? Because I want to engage her to know that I'm interested in her life. And that's what we have to do to make these kids know that I am interested in your life. I want to know what you're doing. They know you care. When you discipline, some kids act out just to know, they want that discipline just to see if you care enough to do it. And there's so many absentee fathers. There's so many lacking. And what's bad is you have we're having a, a growing increase of mothers who don't want their kids abandoning their kids like they were before, which I, I don't understand. I don't understand why a dad would do that, but much, but even a mother, uh, you know, here they carry this child within them uh, to abandon their children. I, I don't get that either. But, you know, we... Uh, you know, you can blame your circumstances. Well, I wasn't loved enough as a kid or my parents didn't care about me. Well, you can rise above that and be a better parent and be a better person and uh, teach your children what love is. And one thing, we, the only way we can do that is, is having our children in church, have our families in church so they understand what respect is according to God's uh, biblical plan. Uh, not only what respect is, but what true love is. Uh, understand things of Christ. And when you do that, all right, and as we see here, he shall give delight to thy soul. He will show that respect or she will show that respect. So they will reciprocate. You know, when you teach, train up a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from that. If we train our kids in the firm foundation of God's word, they're not going to depart from that. Some may stray a little, but they'll always come back. So that's one of the reasons why we have such a uh, an uprise of disrespect uh, in this world because so many parents uh, are not uh, interested enough in their children. They're, they're too busy putting them in front of a video game or television set. They're not engaging. They're not showing physical attention. They're too self-involved in work and friends or whatever it may be. They don't attend church and they wonder why the world is spinning out of control and why these kids are, are acting the way they do and show little to no respect to teachers, law enforcement, or even you as parents. And uh, so we sometimes have to get a little tough. You know, I think too many parents want to be their best friend. They want to be their buddies and not their parents. they got enough buddies. They need parents. They need people to instruct and show them the way that they should go. Just like this basketball player, this lunatic, allowing his her his daughter, encouraging her to be a boy because she says she identifies with that. Well, as a parent, as a father, he should say, no, here's what a young lady's supposed to be. Here's what a man's supposed to be. You were born a girl. So, you know, if you feel that inclination, then maybe we need to talk about that and find out, get some, uh, you know, get over to Christian counseling and find out what's going on. Some girls are just tomboys, but then when they hit puberty, hey, man, they say, you know, they, they understand, and that's like with some boys, they may be effeminate, but once they hit puberty, they say, well, you know, I, I, I like the opposite sex, you know, and uh, so, you know, to 
uh, jump on this bandwagon of, of these transgenders and things and encouraging something that is wrong is, and is to me, is child abuse. Uh, to encourage a wrongful, sinful action. Hey, God's Word says it's better for a millstone to be tied around your neck and thrown into the ocean to, to, than to mislead and deceive these children. That's exactly what these people are doing. But the thing it is, as parents, we need to be there to guide them and to instruct them. And when they, and so when, and they, and when kids understand that, they will be a delight unto thy soul, as we're seeing here. They will show that respect. They will show that love. They will reciprocate that. And that's all most kids are doing. When I was substituting in high schools, just if I showed just a little bit of understanding and caring, it, it was unbelievable. I'd be sitting there just minding my own business, and all of a sudden they'd be pulling up their, their desk, just wanting to talk to me. I had a kid, I didn't know him five seconds. I showed a little bit of interest, and he's opening up to me, talking about drug addiction and problems that he had. I wouldn't even talk to him. I wouldn't even in there 10 minutes. These kids just want to know that people care. And I think that would go a long way, and not only in Christianity, if others would go out there and, and talk to these kids about Jesus, and that uh, if, if although the world has failed them, the parents may fail them, that God never will. If we could demonstrate this kind of love and attitude, imagine what a better place this world could be. So don't be afraid to correct your kids. Don't be afraid to discipline your kids. Don't beat your kids. You know, I, that's, that's wrong. You don't want to beat your kids. But if you, uh, uh, you know, if you spank your kids uh, in a uh, in the right way, then there's nothing wrong with that. All right, I, I'm not a, uh, I don't have any problems with spanking. I think it's a good way to get uh, get attention. But uh, but if you can't control yourself, then you don't need to be doing that. If you have a strong-willed child, then you need to evaluate another way to try to get through to this individual and uh, so you can get them back on the right path because that's what we need to do as parents. And uh, so uh, as parents, it's not easy. It's tough. I pray every day because my, my son's almost 20. He'll be 20 in a few months. My daughter will be 17 uh, in the fall, and uh, it's uh, – it's tough because I, I miss them being little. I wish we, I could just freeze time just for a few years and then let them start growing up. It's I have to pray every day, Lord, help me to have the discernment when to tell them yes, when to tell them no, when to hold them tight, and when to let them go. I know it's a rhyme. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but uh, that's just it. Uh, it comes to a point when we have to learn to start letting go. And we're, we're talking about being a control freak uh, in regards to this coronavirus uh, thing that I was just talking about. Is uh, you know it's it's you know when they're little you have control you know where they're at you know what they're doing but when they start growing up driving going on their own you you don't have that anymore and it's fearsome and you worry and it, that's when we have to just give them over to God and, uh, uh, and so it's, it's, we got to be careful not to hold too tight or they will resent you for that and that's God's word says you don't want to exasperate your children you don't want to push them away from God you want to push them away you could be too legalistic uh, in your understanding in the Bible and as a Christian parent we have to be careful about that. We have to show them the same grace and mercy that Christ shows us. And uh, it's not easy, but we have to try to pray about that and do the right thing when it comes in regards to our children and pray for that discernment on how to handle each situation that comes up. And uh, uh, and, it just, and I think it'll just make our, our walk with Christ that much better and our relationship with our children that much better. So those are the things we need to pray about and think on each and every day. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you for this wonderful and blessed day that you've blessed us with. And uh, Lord, just pray that uh, you'll put protection about our children. Lord, give us as parents wisdom and discernment on how to properly discipline, how to get through to our children and create those long-lasting bonds uh, that uh, these kids need and that we need as parents. And uh, Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. 
Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with all of our parents, uh, bus drivers, children, and teachers. Keep them safe and well today. Let them get home safely. Lord, ease the fears and the tension and anxiety of so many people who are worried about this uh, coronavirus. Uh, Lord, that uh, let them know that you are in charge and that you're sovereign and that you've got this. And Lord, all those who are battling with various flus and viruses and sicknesses, uh, that you'll bring healing upon them. Those who have received uh, grim diagnosis, that you will let your peace reign supreme. Be with our active military, our first responders, our police officers. Let them, know, Lord, know that you're loved, needed, and appreciated. Lord, be with our president. Put protection about him and his family. Give him wisdom and discernment. Let him seek you. And, Lord, touch the hearts and minds of this nation like never before. Let them turn to you before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And as always, uh, if you want to share these devotions, you always find me on social media at Dr. Young 77 If you don't do social media, uh, tell your friends they can go to YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young, subscribe. You can watch all the devotions on there. and uh, Or you can uh, listen on Apple iTunes podcast. Uh, the sermons and the devotions are uploaded on there. And uh, it's no video, audio only. You can listen as you're working or cleaning the house, whatever you're doing throughout the day. And uh, Brandy and I, we do our uh, live podcast each Saturday at 6 o'clock. And so be sure and tune into that. Not sure what our topic may be. I'm leaning towards fear. Uh, and uh, I think that's uh, applicable to what's going on right now, and I think it's a good topic to tackle. So unless the Lord changed it, that may be our topic of discussion this Saturday, so be sure and tune in on that. So hope everybody has a great day, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.